Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler. Today, I'm chatting with Mitchell Levy. Mitchell is a global credibility expert and can be found online at mitchelllevy.com. Mitchell, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. Nice to get to know you a little bit better. I enjoyed chatting with you ahead of time, and we still, as much as we talk, didn't really talk about what you are doing with Credibility Nation and all of your work there. Would you share some of that with us? No, we haven't, did we? So I had interviewed 500 thought leaders on the concept of credibility, and I was both pleasantly surprised in some areas and shocked in others. And so the for those that go to Credibility Nation, it's a membership community. It is very inexpensive at the moment. It's $9.99, so it's $10 a month. And it's a place that you can go to surround yourself with the right type of people, to learn what does it mean to be credible, how to show up credible, how to actually be able to, and, and here's the updated definition of the word credibility. It's not just that people want to buy from you. Credibility is the quality in which people know you, the quality in which they like you, and the quality in which they trust you. And so having that know, like, and trust, and underneath each of those are components and things you can work on. And so there are videos, there are people who are presenting, there's emails that have small reinforcements, there are courses. And so that's what Credibility Nation is a place in which not only can you go individually to learn more about yourself, but it's also a place where we're collecting village leaders who want to run villages within Credibility Nation so that their tribe can be surrounded or they can be surrounded. They could build and surround themselves by their tribe where people see them in the credible light that they show up. So who is joining Credibility Nation? Who should really be taking a look at this? So the the way I look at the world is there are people in the world who are credible. And then I call the opposite of credible dubious. And right now, my belief is that dubious nation is winning a thousand times over. So I have a life goal. My life goal, which I'm showing the picture for the podcast, is a scale. And on the heavy side of the scale is, is a big weight and a big name, dubious nation. And what's lifted up is credibility nation. My goal in my lifetime is to tip the scale between those people that are credible and those people that are dubious. So who should join? People who want to show up in the world and be credible. People who want to show up in the world and be more humane in terms of how they interact with each other, how they do business with each other. And at the moment, it's the early adopters who are recognizing how they can and how they need to incorporate and embody credibility into who they are and what they do. So when people come into your sphere, because it's not just the membership, you have other things going on there. How are you helping them become more credible? What are kind of some of your your ideas, your strategies? In essence, um, how do you help them gain more influence with credibility? Well, there's two, there are 
two things that we do that are outside of Credibility Nation, then we'll talk about specifically in Credibility Nation. Um, I have a done-for-you book publishing company. I've published over 750 books. And so for those people who want a book, four months from the time we start, we have ghostwritten, published, distributed, and made them an Amazon best-selling author, and they've spent 10 hours. So that's one way. Um, we have a, uh, in the interviews, 98% of the people who, uh, who were interviewed cannot articulate who they serve and the pain point they address. So when you, when you talk to somebody, say, who are you? What do you do? Uh, and it takes them five minutes to respond. You're kind of not so sure about their credibility. For Credibility Nation, my CPOP, my customer point of pain is humans that want to be seen as credible. And we need to be able to articulate in 10 words or less, one to three seconds, who we are and, how, and, what, we, and, and what we do. So there are a couple of ways I support there. Inside Credibility Nation, members get access to a course where they can get to understand and, and fine-tune their CPOP. And that just comes as part of Credibility Nation. Um, I also do a video interview. Essentially, it's five questions in five minutes where people get to know, like, and trust you that much better. And the first question is, what is your CPOP? So one of the things that I do is I have a consulting services where I actually will work with an individual to help them clarify their purpose. And so um, what, what we'll be looking at within a year is we'll have certification for that, and we will create certified CPOP specialists that are part of Credibility Nation. So you have multiple levels where you're helping people grow their influence. You have people who are coming to you to work with you and you're giving them tools and support to grow their influence. You have your um, village leaders, you're creating certification programs. Basically, Mitchell, you're a very busy guy. Increasing <laughs> everybody's influence is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I think what... What so yeah so there's the done for you they're done with you and the do it yourself programs and we we encapsulate all of those in different areas a lot of credibility nation at a membership community for ten ten dollars a month is is a do it yourself and and what's really interesting is if you think about all of the experts out there who are just putting programs together or have programs but they don't have good continuity programs. Right. So they have a program. It might be a eight month mastermind or an eight week training course. But then when they're done, their people go away and they don't come back. Well, I'm actually giving them the opportunity to have a continuity program so they could put at they can incorporate the course and how to create your CPOP because everything people do has to start with who are you and who do you serve? That has to be number one. You have to articulate that quickly. So what can happen is you you can incorporate a village leadership into all the stuff that you're doing. And not only will you be, have a higher efficacy because it'll be easier for people to actually be able to articulate who they are and what they serve. But then when your program is done, when you're done with what you're doing, guess what? They're still in your village. You're still receiving uh, payments based on them paying monthly and you still get to connect to them. So when then new ideas crop up, either yours or other people in your village, they're actually thinking of you because you're top of mind because you've got something that's ongoing and your village members should be with you for life. This obviously has taken you some amount of time to build and to grow. 
along the way as you were growing your own business, what was the maybe the top challenge or the most difficult challenge that you had to overcome? Hmm. Hmm. It's such an open-ended question. And so it depends on how one wants to answer, answer that question. You know, the challenges range from reaching the right audience to being overstressed because you you don't have enough time to do it all. Um, so what's my most difficult challenge? If, if I'm going to, from a human perspective, think about what my most difficult challenge was, is when, when my first business mentor was my first boss out of business school. And he taught me all these dubious ways to act and behave. And I think I spent most of my life trying to undo those dubious lessons he taught me. And, and each one of those are challenges. So the opposite of when I see what how a human should behave today, what is credible? Credible means most important that you're that you that you're a servant leader, that you have a desire to serve others, that you have the intent and commitment to do the right things, that you're likable, right? It's you know my my first boss being likable wasn't wasn't relevant if you worked for him. He'd crack the whip and you're supposed to get stuff done. Well, that's silly, right? And so having the ability to both garner and generate trust and be likable and be known as that servant leader. Those are components that are part of being credible. And it took me decades to unlearn a number of the lessons that he taught me, which by definition was probably my most difficult challenge. As you undid all those lessons, you know, as you saw each piece fall away, did you notice a difference in the influence you had? Oh, yes, absolutely. So what happens is you, the people who are attracted to you are attracted to you because they see something in you they like. And so the more opportunity you have to show yourself the, the true person, which is you, the easier it is for you to, to collect people who want to hang around you. And so at the beginning, when I didn't show who I was, that was kind of hard for people to see me because I didn't show them who I was. And so that's an, that's an easy that's an easy answer to that question. So how are you using the influence that you've gained as you've built this business? You know, we I think the there's so many different ways to answer that question. The when I was done with the research, for instance, so I, I it took me about 12 months to interview 500 people. I had basically did a Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, so I did as many as 12 half-hour back-to-back meetings uh, for the interviews. By the way, that's a really interesting logistics uh, component. Um, and when I was done with the, the research, I a, first did my book. It became uh, the book, Credibility Nation, became an international bestseller in five countries. And then I ran a summit. Being able to secure 26 speakers for the summit and have 800 people sign up didn't seem very difficult to me, but the answer is because I had influence. So doing those interviews sounds like they helped to build your influence as well. Oh, it can't hurt. 
I mean, you know, the, the best way I'd say it for me, um, I've been in Silicon Valley for 35 years. I started 20 companies. I've sat on the board of a public company. So I, and I currently sit, it, it's not huge, but it's like 28,000 uh, connections on LinkedIn um, and, and a reasonable mailing list uh, over 10,000. You know, the, it's one thing to have people follow you. Another is, is you want to help sure help them help yourself guide to the right place. And so when I started the interviewing process for credibility, it's, it's because I started calling myself a global credibility expert. And that was in 2019. And I had a Napoleon Hill moment one, one day. And I just thought Napoleon Hill, 500 interviews, thinking grow rich. If Mitchell Levy interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility, something will happen. And I, I knew a book would happen. I wasn't prepared for the, the true effect of what would happen. Um, clearly influences one, right? So just being able to connect with 500 people in a really personal way is, is going to do something exploding to your influence. Um, for those that don't have books yet, in today's world, it, you can't not be a coach or a speaker w- without having something to your name that's a credibility piece like a book. What I didn't expect was the broader mission. The broader mission of being able to see when when a stat like the one I mentioned, 98% of people can't articulate their CPOP. That's a problem. That just means we haven't been taught properly. Um, I'll give you another stat, which is surprising. And because you asked me, how do you teach people credibility? Part of it is education. So let me say that 4% of the people who came for the interview, now remember, you're being interviewed by the global credibility expert on your credibility. And we would, I'd send people a 13-minute video ahead of time on how to prepare. 4% of the people came after the hour for a live show. 4%. And, and you, like you're, you're saying to yourself, wait a second, are you, did, did I actually hear Mitchell right? Yes, 4% of the people came to a live show after the hour, and they thought they were being credible, right? And, and overall, 23% of the people came late. And, and I define late for a live show as coming within three minutes of the hour, right? Coming between, you know, nine and nine and four minutes is, is on time. Coming 10 minutes or before is coming early. And that's just for a live show. So the question I'll say is, is how do people do that? Why do they do that? Well, I think it's just because they've been taught wrong. So let me give you advice for those people who want to help their influence. What you want to do is, is you want to make sure if, if somebody's booking you into a speaking event, right? Whether it's physically speaking or, or podcast, what you want them to do is, is you want them to book it so that you have the half hour before the event open and a half hour after the event open and the event itself booked. Because you need to sort of settle your mind, get ready, things are going to happen. And, you know, sometimes things run late. And so you want to actually uh, have time afterwards. The other thing you want to encourage them to do is, is a week before or even a couple of days before, put time in your calendar so you could research the podcast host. Because if you go into an event, you want to show up when you show up. You want to come early, be prepared, come with your heart. 
Well, how can you be prepared? Well, you have to Google the person you're interacting with, know a little bit more about them so that when you go into the green room up front, you can ask the appropriate questions that you could add value to the host. So I would just say the 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 interesting part, one, one of the ways you could be credible is to show up on time or early to the events you have and come prepared. And if you don't think that's important, um, then go to Credibility Nation because if you if you start the the biggest problems I have are the people who who they've been on forty or fifty podcasts. They feel like they got this stuff down. They don't need to know anything. They know all the answers, right? And you know, the thing is, everyone's different, and everyone does things in in different ways. And so you you really need to know a little bit more and and come prepared. And, and those are some of the things that we that we teach and address in Credibility Nation. You asked, how do you learn more? It's it's learning how to show up as a human that wants to be of service. And I appreciate, we've all heard, you know, be early, be prepared. We've not necessarily heard someone say, and show up with your heart. I think mm. that, that goes back to what you're teaching about credibility. So how are you planning to grow your influence from this point forward? You know, we'll just say on a on a um, uh, a number of different areas, right? So I've got some programs going in the corporate space. So that influence is happening at a B two B level. Um, I did a TED talk or TEDx talk in January, and when that comes out, uh, we will make sure that that gets uh, shared. And so I'm signing up people for the TEDx campaign as we do that. Um, I currently run uh, both master classes and five-day challenges, so that continues to grow. And specifically for the rest of 2021, I have to remember what year we're in. <laughs> um, I'm securing village leaders who want to run villages in Credibility Nation, and so my goal between now and the end of the year is to work with these people who have influence themselves and to work with them to help grow their villages. And if you're a servant leader and help other people first, everything else will follow. So Mitchell, where can we find you online? So probably the best, uh, having heard this, is go to credibilitynation.com. And there are ways there which you could easily uh, get on my calendar if you need to do that. Uh, I'm on social media everywhere. But credibilitynation.com is is the best place to start. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be with us here today for sharing some tips and giving us a little mindset shift around our credibility and telling us how to do that, how we can, some of the simple things that we can do to begin creating more credibility. My pleasure. Thanks. Uh, I, I, I love your style and approach. And uh, the interview was as much fun as the Green Room conversation. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.